So first of all, what is cultivation? Like people ask this so many times. I see newbies asking this all the time in the newbie chat. But the problem is the ones that are asking about what cultivation is don't write cultivation themselves. Most of them are like normal romance authors in urban genre or like historical romance, stuff like that. And they usually ask about cultivation out of like two or three reasons. It's either they're interested in it, they want to write it, or they're just asking and passing because they see it so much. So for explaining, them, explaining this, I'll give a common example of an anime that I'm pretty sure most of you should know. And if you don't, I don't know what you're doing on the internet. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. I'm pretty sure you guys should have heard of it or seen it or are obsessed with it. So in Dragon Ball Z, we see Goku and the rest of the Z fighters practicing different techniques. And all of them are powered by something they call Ki, which is basically Chi. It's just a different way of saying the same thing, different spelling, same thing. So in Dragon Ball Z, Goku, called, Goku basically powers up from normal to Super Saiyan level 1, 2, 3, 4 which is basically the same as the different stages and realms of cultivation. Cultivation overall, you can call it as, you can consider it like cultivating yourself with chi as the nutrient and growing your strength like you would grow a plant. That's the closest comparison that I can give. So now then, how do you get actually get started on cultivation of writing? So for this, we should know that there are different types of cultivation subgenres. Uh, overall, there are four types. The, one of them is something that I consider as an extra type that I added myself. So take that with a grain of salt. The first one, the most authentic, is of course Shensha, which is which literally translates to immortal humor or immortal cultivation. It's a bit of a more modern genre compared to wuxia, which is martial heroes. If you compare them both, uh, people ask the difference between them, what, what is what, and how do they compare. So you can consider uh, wuxia as low fantasy and shansha as mortal, like, higher fantasy. As for shansha, basically you have things like magic, immortals, demons, devils, people who can fly, the, the biggest contributor to it, though, is Taoism or Taoism, which is a major part of Chinese culture and history. It, it has many philosophies in it. Uh, if you research on it, you get too many things. And if you're going to write Shansha, you will definitely have to research more on it. Then, of course, many people know of uh, Sun Wukong, which Dragon Ball Z's main character, Goku, is based off, who acquires power through the Taoist magics. Uh, that is basically a good example for Shanxia, which many people love. Then we move on to the second type, which is Xuan Huan. Uh, this one is more of a modern, like, uh, like a combination of westernized elements with the Chinese elements. You may see this in almost like a battle through the heavens, uh, soul land. And martial universe, like they, they won't have like the difference between them is the absence of uh, Taoist elements like yin yang. Like they may be there or they may not be there. 
it's sometimes hard to distinguish, but uh, if you spend enough time reading them, you'll eventually uh, be able to distinguish them by yourself. They have more Western elements incorporated into them. And you, uh, you will find the tone of speech will be a bit more modern or not as traditional as you would see in Shanxia. Then we come to Wuxia. I don't know as much about Wuxia because I've barely seen, barely read any of them. The best example of Wuxia would be like the Jin Young novels. And one of the popular ones that I think some people may have heard is Demigods and Semi-Devils, which is uh, Wuxia as well. They also cultivate internal energy, which is Qi, but like they're more uh, based on like real, like real world settings, just in a historical historical background. Then we have the modern hybrids, which is something I guess is started by a web novel or people who have read a lot of web novels have come to. Like readers got bored of the old old tropes and stuff and that's how these new novels began. You can find these in both the Chinese translated ones and of course our original novels too. Uh, for Chinese ones, I can like the system novels. This is the biggest example of them. This is the biggest example of modern hybrids. These are what uh, I would consider a major part because you can add so many things to system. It can be cultivation, it can be some Western magics and stuff, and you can still make it work. This would be the modern hybrid part. You can add a lot of Western elements to it, like Western names even the locations and stuff, and still use Chinese cultivation to it. This would be an example of a modern hybrid. For example, literally, uh, Eve of Chaos's book, Epic of uh, the Demonic Sword. I can consider that as a modern hybrid, too. Then uh, yeah, on. I have buildings, in, buildings instead of caves, basically. Yeah. And then we can... The next part, how to actually make cultivation work. Now, this is the part which stumps a lot of people and uh, actually discourages the newbie authors to start cultivation. They get confused because there are so many aspects to it. Uh, the cultivation systems, the different types, the Taoism itself, because it needs a lot of research and the philosophy that goes into it. Uh, so, first of all, I would say if you want to make a cultivation world, you would need... Uh, to make a proper system for it, which would be the different cultivation realms, the sub-stages within it, and the world itself where it will be based. Like uh, Nagilin explained in the first part of the seminar, the world building is what makes your book what it is. For this, you would need to start off with the different cultivation realms. The most common ones you would probably know would be like Shiyu Refining, Foundation Establishment, Body Tempering, Mass and Soul. These are the most common ones. You can either stick with the traditional ones or you can make your own. Uh, I would say like, if you're a newbie and you haven't read many cultivation novels, I would recommend you making your own and researching a bit more on the traditional ones because if you don't know them by, by like heart or like depth, the readers may complain because it may not stick to the original uh, canon. If there is something like that, there is. For the original, the more classical novels like I Shall See the Heavens, Other Eternal, as they, they are the ones who have based, based these realms itself. Then 
another thing you need to know is how long your novel is going to be because you can always add more realms to it later on the power realms to it and whether you want it or not you can make it like five to ten realms or even go beyond that then within that realm you will need to establish the different stages you can either just number them and you can actually even make specific names for them but some people like readers may confuse them so it will depend on what your reader demographic is if there are more experienced shansha readers or cultivation readers they, they won't really have problems with it but if they are not you may need to make it a bit simplified then you also need to make sure that the realms relate to your uh like characters development like you want it to be according to your arcs that is another aspect that you need to be focused on because in cultivation you need to have different realms and in different realms the story will progress so a good a good way to do it is you plan your arcs according to how your realms will progress like this power level will continue for these many arcs for example if the mc is in uh for example chi refining realm how many realms you how many uh, chapters will he stay stay in that for like it could be anywhere from 10 chapters to even 100 chapters a good example of this would be in will eternal where the mc is in the chi refining realm for 100 chapters as well i shall see what happens too they are in like 100 to 200 chapters once you have that established, you will be able to plot your arcs accordingly and even your plot points, how the story progresses. You can just relate that to your realms and the conflicts would be plotted accordingly. Then we come to different cultivation types. You want to know what type of cultivation your MC will focus on or what kind of cultivation he will practice. Because there are so many different types. The most common ones, the well-known ones, would be the chi cultivation and the body cultivation. Uh, if you are a more experienced cultivation novel reader, you will know like there are soul cultivation, ghost cultivation, mind cultivation, beast cultivation. There are many different types. They may either use the same energy, it could be chi, or there could be different types. This is a more free aspect that you can that you as an author can play on depends on what you want you can literally add new types of cultivation it will matter as long as your plot relates to it and if it's interesting then we come to dao which is a big part of cultivation now here's where it will determine whether your book will divide divide into which kind of a genre but whether it will be a shanxia or a shuanhan or even an even a modern hybrid uh, if you if you are if you know if you research enough on Taoism or Tao, then I would say, and you feel confident, in, I would say go for Shanxia, or just make it a modern hybrid, because you will definitely need to read a lot on Tao to make it uh, relate to the philosophy and how it works. Unless you have enough research, I would say don't attempt it or plan out properly if you're going to make a twist on it or your or like your own aspect of it that's yeah that's this for it then uh, people problem uh, people have problems with naming because uh this will be a major problem if you're gonna write write on 
a proper Xianxia because you will need to have Chinese names. Uh, then for Chinese names, you will either need to use a name generator, I would recommend this, or if you have characters that are more important, I would say consult someone who actually knows Chinese. Uh, talk to them about the name, how its meaning would be, and whether you want that meaning, the, uh, the name of the character to relate to that book, or his personality, or the plot itself. There are many things to consider. But as a, as an author, you have free reign over your name. It's a free name over the name of your characters. For me myself, the main characters that I have, the MC, the main antagonist, the main supporting characters, I consult for their name with my friends who actually speak Chinese. Check up on their meanings, how if if they fit the plot, or I add some special references to their names and stuff in the uh, characters plot itself how people have misunderstandings about their name because Chinese Chinese, can, Chinese names have multiple pronunciations and they can you can actually make jokes on it if you're more proficient in it. Or you can just use a name generator and skip the entire thing, which is, that, which is what you can do with most of the minor characters. Just don't think too much. Just use a name generator or you will just tire yourself out. Uh, oh, and also, I would also recommend making a name table like a table because you will soon end up losing track of all the names that you have for characters especially if you're gonna keep chinese names or if you're just gonna make western names or and you're good at you're good at them you can just keep them in your mind uh then we come upon the common terms in cultivation for example chi herbs spells weapons cultivation techniques martial skills spirit stones cores sect Qi is basically the energy that you would use. There are many terms which can be replaced for Qi, spiritual Qi, essence, vital essence. There are too many terms for it. Uh, you can actually switch around, play with it as you want. If you want to focus on it or not, it depends on you. You can even have multiple grades or grades of it, like spirit Qi, immortal Qi, celestial Qi. You can relate this to your cultivation realms. This is where your the system making uh, the entire cultivation system of your books comes in you want to relate to that on multiple aspects your plot your story arcs your turn itself and terms like spirit tree and stuff you can actually make a flow chart no no not a flow chart uh what do you call it a spread chart for it so you can draw literal arrows from which relates to what point which would actually help you figure it out then you have herbs, spiritual herbs or stuff which cultivators and other animals and stuff use to actually gain power. They can either eat these or you can uh, refine them to make pills. You can also play around with this. Uh, you can have a great time naming them. You can give them funny names or just straight common names. It doesn't really matter. It depends on how well you can do it and how long you can keep up with it because at one point you will have so many names you will have a hard time keeping up there can be weapons and stuff oh then we come to cultivation techniques this is one of the most important aspects that you need to figure out before you actually start your uh, book itself because cultivation technique will determine whether your mc will have an advantage or not it will it can also be one of your main cheats as we call them or like a golden finger as a more more proper chinese term 
uh, you want to work very on detail on this cultivation technique enough that if you're going to give give him multiple techniques or like just one technique that is very expensive you need to make it pretty detailed like i would say just work on just the cultivation technique for a few days before you have all the kinks sorted out or like you'll have problems later on then martial skills these you can make as you go because it's up to you what skills you want to give them see spirit stones and stuff that will basically be the currency or the resources which the mc can use to cultivate they can of course be multiple versions of it according to which you can have spirit stones immortal stones crystals numa you can you can you can you can come up with anything then you have cores now this is another thing you will see in a lot of books it will depend on whether you want to add it to your book or not, but you'll see it very commonly. There are different types of cores. They can, uh, like beast cores, which is basically the source of power of beasts. Like all their power is contained within that core, and that's how they draw their power. It's their energy source. And when they die, other cultivators can use these cores to make new things like weapons, new cultivation techniques, pills or directly use them or make traps or stuff like that and even cultivators themselves can have cores one of the most common cultivation realms that you will see in a lot of novels is called core formation or core condensation or core creation co-creation there are many names for it it's basically this it's basically condensing all of the chi that they have into a single 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 concentrated point which would end up becoming their core, which can go on to become many other things. Then we have sects. Sects are basically organizations. Uh, you can make different ones, like according to the cultivation techniques they practice or their moral ground. Like they can be evil, they can be good, they can be neutral, they can be uh, like non-performing. I guess like sex, like there are sects that are like just administrative. If you're dividing the world into like for normal people, for cultivators, there can be ones for normal people that just work around, like work like a government itself. And then you have cultivation sects, which are for cultivators themselves, where they live, they learn, they grow, they gain resources from. And that's, that's it for the then you will learn all you will need to then there's the common skills that you would hear about for cultivators skills are like occupations i would say there's alchemy or basically refinement of the pills that the cultivators use you can they refine these from many things or literally you can refine them from anything there are books where cultivators refine literal worlds into a pill or they refine themselves into a pill you can this is also very a uh, free ground for you to play you can you can use literally anything you can literally refine thoughts into a pill too then there are formationaries now this is where if you you can play you you, you will need to put a more focus on it because th this is kind of like hard magic so you need to know how they work so it would be better if you figure out how like jot down how each of them work and have like a proper description for it 
then we have spirit tools, magic tools, treasure refinement, whatever you can call it. Basically blacksmithing or like making weapons in cultivation terms. You can do many things with it. They can either be weapons, like traditional weapons, sword, spears, or more unique ones like dice or chains, ribbons, stuff like that. There are different tools that you can use. The traditional tools would be like seals and stuff, horse tail whisks. There are many things. If you research about them, you will find a lot of them. The best thing about this is you can use the most obnoxious thing and use it as a spirit tool. Like literally you can add a earbud as a spirit tool too if you want to. There's a lot of free space for you to play around with. Then there is beast taming. A lot of novels heavily focus on this. The pet like the pet novels, the beast taming novels. Uh, you can either focus on them or not. It will depend on you. Because on just the, this beast taming, you can make an entire genre on it. I won't go too much into detail because you can play around a lot with it. If you want it, if you want to know more, you can literally just watch Pokemon, Digimon, or like read novels. You'll gain a pretty good idea about them, how to do it. You can just incorporate those ideas in your own book. Then we come to actually creating the plot of the story. Now, this will depend on you overall, but most of the novels use a uh, cheat. Uh, a sheet or a golden finger or something called a fortunate encounter, a lucky thing. That's how the MC gains an advantage and that is the hook of the cultivation novel. That is how you catch readers because if you make your sheet interesting or unique, that is how the readers will like it. They will want to know how this works, why this works, how will this affect the MC situation. Uh, you will need to make this sheet, this sheet will be your Core, what could be one of your core aspects of your novels, so you will either need to spend a lot of time on it. It can either the cheat can either be the cultivation technique itself, some kind of a weapon, a ring, or a person too, like a grandpa in a ring, like a soul living in a ring that helps out the MC, or it can be something like the MC has transmigrated, so he has his past life of experience. He's either transmigrates, he reincarnates, that would be his cheat. His previous experience, that can be a cheat too. Then you have masters and ancestors who help the MC. This is a cheat too. This is basically having guidance so they don't have to spend time figuring out their mistakes and stuff. Having someone to guide them will help them speed up the process. Then you come to the how you start the book. Your MC can be weak, he can be start from the very he can be strong from the very start. He can have a poor background, he can be he can have a rich background, he can be a cultivator right from the start, or he can be a normal person from the start. This depends on you on how you want to make the MC, but these are just the common ones that I I can tell you. Then comes the middle parts, which is making actual arcs. And you may want you may want to relate these to your cultivation realms. And according to the cultivation realms, how you want to keep the progression, you may want to divide them accordingly, or you may end up mismanaging them a lot, or you may need to retcon a lot of mistakes. So make sure you have your realms and your arcs correlated. Then you come to the end of the book, which a lot of people don't know how to do it. 
uh, I would say like literally start from the end of the book, how you want the MC to end, how you want MC to end up with and end like, or you will end up having no idea what to do at that point. So at the end, you, the MC can either reach the very peak of the world, become the strongest cultivator, or he can just die finding the antagonist, saving the world like a generic hero, or we can just leave it to an open interpretation where just the readers guess what happened. Like you can like he defeated this this enemy, then he went on his journey and saw a lot of things, and you just leave it at that. You can also keep it like that. So at that point, if you if you actually reach the end, which, which I have not for my book, I, it is pretty far. So I don't know how I will do it, but I have an idea, which I will probably apply. But according to how my story progresses and how the reader responses, I will probably end up changing it. I would say have an end because you will probably get confused. But just having it as an idea on your notes, you, you will have a little bit more confidence in writing your book. Then you come to the second, second, the second type of character in the books, the antagonist. I would divide these into three types, like main character, the main antagonist, side antagonist, uh, minor antagonist, A, B, C. The main antagonist, you would either introduce them at the very start of the story or at the middle of the story. A lot of books actually don't even introduce the final antagonist that the MC is going to fight like at the end of the book like halfway through the entire book, like there's no mention or there are only like specific small references to it and they don't even appear for a while. So this is the main antagonist which the MC will be fighting at the end of the book. It can be either uh, another character itself or it can actually be a phenomenon, like the world is ending so the MC needs to stop it somehow. That can also be a main antagonist. Then we have side antagonists. These are the antagonists which will actually be carrying your story and giving development to your MC. They will have personalities of their own. They will have family, they will have friends, they will have their own cultivation techniques, powers, their background. They may even have their own cheats. That this is something you will need to develop as well. This, uh, then you have the minor, minor character, minor antagonists, which are basically there to fill or give minor developments to the MC. These are the characters you will see being face slapped. These are basically the ones you would call young masters, or the trope you would call like that, or just the common disciple slights you and you defeat them. That's the kind of character I'm talking about. Then we will come to the common tropes that are used in cultivation novels. There are too many, so I will just go along with some common ones. Uh, the first would be hiding abilities. You, you, you would want to do this for many reasons. Either because you don't want the MC to get too strong too fast, or you don't want to let them die too fast, or uh, others would want to steal, steal the techniques for them. For many reasons, just you can hide the abilities. Then you would have weak MC. An MC, which is basically a common person or who is specifically weak, like he's sick, he has been injured, or he has broken bones, uh, crippled cultivation talent, he can't cultivation, stuff like that. And he grows from that, he overcomes the 
tribulations, the difficulties, and become strong. That is how a lot of leaders relate to that, as they may not be very good in their real life, so they would want to relate to that that way. Then you have arrogant MC. Now, this is something which would depend on whether your MC's background is good or not, whether he was reincarnated and has more experience. Stuff like that. Like, if he has been reincarnated, he will have his previous life's experience. He will know what, how the world works, how people react. So he, he would have the, have the guts to be arrogant. Or you can also make an arrogant MC because of his family background. Like, he knows people can't touch him, so he can act as he wants. Uh, that would be the arrogant MC. Then we have face slapping. Face slapping is very something which is very popular and people like it a lot. And that is how a lot of readers get the thrill of reading the novels, because face slapping is how they get the dopamine, the shot of the dopamine that they need. Face slapping would be Basically, someone insulting the MC, the, then the MC hiding, uh, practicing on himself, and then finding a way to, uh, to insult the person who insulted them again, and doing it so bad, doing it so good that they never have a comeback. That is basically face slapping. Uh, basically, an underdog overcoming his difficulties. That is face slapping. Then we have young masters who are often the target of being face slapped who will also be trying to insult the MC. Young Masters are basically your run-of-the-mill rich kids who have no experience or very little experience in life, and they, they basically go about, going about with their family background. Either they're rich or they have powerful family members or friends uh, or sisters or uh, cult sect masters, teachers, stuff like that. Uh, then we have ancestors, which are basically just very old cultivators. They're called ancestors because, like, you will see random people calling uh, other cultivators ancestors, and that's because they're old enough to be your ancestors. Probably a couple of hundred generations old. That's why they're called ancestors. Then we have sect masters, or sect heads, or sect patriarchs. You can have multiple names for them. They are basically the head honcho or like a president of a sect they will be the one who won it and uh, they will be the one who have the most power and here it is that i can end my seminar you can now drop your questions and if you want uh answers to them i can answer them now Yes, uh, with that, hey, it is Q&A time. Um, there is one question by mm -hmm. Commerce, and that is, can you quote some novels with really different mm -hmm. mind cultivations, as you quote them? Oh, yeah. Uh, a very recent one that I think you would like. It's not exactly cultivation. It's more Western fantasy-based, but you would probably get an idea with it. It's called Soul of Nagari. He kind of learns manipulation of mind from there, then if you want more mind cultivation, uh, there is of course, uh, Renegade Immortal, one of Ergen's work. He kind of has an aspect of mind cultivation where he basically becomes a wandering soul. Then we have mind cultivation. 
uh, as one of the tropes in what a novel. It's an old one. I don't remember the name. The Cauldron of the Cauldron of the Eternal Sea, or something like this. I don't even know if that's the proper name because I think they retranslated it to something else later on. Yeah, it also has an MC, which is basically a lost soul, which wandered in from a random world, and that and when he gains a body, he finds that he actually can't cultivate because he does not belong to his soul belongs to this world so he can only cultivate his mind. I will probably need to find the actual name of the novel because it's probably changed. I read that one like six or seven years ago. So it's pretty old. Thank you. Um, one question from Blips is how to write OP leads without making it boring? Um, the, uh, that's, the example, thing about yeah, yeah, I kind of get, get it. The thing about OP characters is that for them, you can't do much development directly. What you want to do is, you want actually want to focus on slice-of-life aspect of the character, like how he actually interacts with his environment. His, uh, the focus would be on his interaction with other people, his subordinates, his friends, and that is how uh, an OP character works. For example, if the most popular one that I can say right on top of my head is Overlord. The MC is very overpowered. He's one of the strongest characters in the world. Now, how his power is shown is through his interactions with his friends, his subordinates, how he interacts with them. They don't just show his entire entire plethora of powers. They explore it one by one of how, with how he interacts with them, or uh, which kind of conflicts he has. So he uses the, uh, that power which is the most suitable for that conflict and solves it in that way. You can also just make him fight stronger enemies. Yeah. Like yeah. he's level one, he can fight level two. Something yeah, that's like that. Um, Eve, uh, a question if you could answer from Miss Reality Bites. Many cultivation mm. novels seem to have cutty cut up plot. Weak MC who was wronged, they got stronger, stronger, and then destroyed those people who wronged him. How do you make yours stand out? I mean, mm, generally this uh, plot, right, comes is stagnating in China, right? Because it's, as you said, it's always the same. So as long as you write something less, uh, you know. Um, let's cliche, you're good, trust me. Like, my novel has revenge, but I never made him, uh, my MC weak. Like, he simply... I even removed the, the need for talent in the, uh, in the novel at all, right? Like, you just... You just depend, everything depends on the resources, so you just give him few resources at the beginning and just make, it work, make him work for... Uh, for yeah, for one of the examples I can use in my own book is that the MC has a very good technique, but he needs a lot of resources for it to work. Mm. So even if he has the uh, has the technique, he can't do anything because he has no resources to work it with. Okay, standing out is this genre cultivation is kind of uh, the the point with cultivation is that you can literally make techniques as you want, right? Like you can make anything you want. It's far free, uh, freer than Western fantasy well, by a lot. Like, you can make 
ghost technique which become your cultivation your, your core technique you can have, you cannot have core techniques you can have less centers of powers you you can have three dantians uh, something like that you can create anything you want like it can be complex as uh, as complex as avoid uh, described it or it can be simpler uh, it can be literally anything uh, another question is, what are the differences between the Murim and the cultivation world? Uh, I actually don't know what you mean by Murim here. Uh, the Murim is the, um, uh, the Korean martial arts, right? Let me... uh, Murim, Murim right? Murim refers to our term I mean, you have superpowers in Murim, you are still kind of human, right? You oh, never oh go, I think he, uh, he means outside. like, uh, basically what he means is uh, Bushia and Shanxia. Murim oh, would be Bushia. No, uh, it's like... still, you're still different. Wuxia, you're still Wuxia, you still become pretty strong. You're literally Goku uh, before uh, Super Saiyan 1. Yeah, that that's Bushia, and then after. Yeah, that, yeah. no, Murim, you should still, you should be like uh, far weaker, right? like uh, Street Fire power. <laughs> that's Murim. I don't think I've read that much of Murim. I guess then. Ah, uh, there are a few good uh, Mawa. Not many, but a few. Yeah, you're far stronger in uh, in cultivation. Yeah. Another question yeah. is, uh, what would you consider that are the key difference between system and cultivation genres? Names. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the biggest would be like the addition of an AI, and like a, like an act or like a UI, just a computer screen that you can see stuff on. Definitely Honestly, the there are novels with that too. It's literally the same thing. You just call it differently. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, okay. You have... In one, you absorb energy from the world. In the other, you need other materials. But it's the same thing. It's a system with a different name. <laughs> yeah. Or like in system, you can have an uh, artificial intelligence helping you or like guiding you through it. No, also. no, but there, there are cultivation novels uh, with that too. Or like in the Magus world uh, has an AI. Yeah. Um, what's the name? Uh, uh, the strongest system. It's a cultivation novel with the system. Oh, I don't even read that. Um, what's the name? Uh, uh, we have the devil. It has a oh, literally. Yeah, a, yeah, it yeah, literally has a program. <laughs> yeah. The mixing. That's probably. actually a pretty good novel, I would say, for you guys to read too. It has very good character development and stuff. And it yeah. avoids a lot of cliches, so you, you, you yeah, know, like, it can be like cultivation can be pretty simple. Like it doesn't need all the like I don't use Chinese names. Uh, I simply don't have confidence in that. But I still use philosophy. I simply even both Western and Eastern. I, I yeah. can use Ying Yang or I can use I don't know Nietzsche. <laughs> 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 Next question is, would an adventurer that only does one damage be a good concept to use? I want to make oh, a potential yes, novel that has this tool. Yeah, yeah. You can make this an absolute, like, for example, there is an enemy or like a god who cannot be injured by anyone who is an immortal. You can't do anything to it. And then comes the MC who can do one damage always. And he's the only hero who can defeat the undefeatable god. You can play along something like this. 
Mm, you can make anything as long as you build the plot around it. Yeah, or like even if he does one damage, you can increase the speed. Like he does a million attacks in like a second. Uh, something like you can do. You can play around many aspects with that. Special incultivation, since the law of, of the world doesn't really count. <laughs> Don't really count. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then another question: How to make fight scenes last longer and more interesting for cultivation novels? Uh, now here's the thing: as your power levels increase, as your realm increase, the complexity of the enemies will increase too. And with that, you, you may want to increase the length of your fights because there will be multiple techniques being used. Some techniques will counteract other techniques. Some will, some won't work at all. Some will affect the environment. Some won't work in certain environments. That is how you will lengthen and expand the scenes, basically. In the earlier ones, you can make the fights longer by adding more dialogues, like uh, the MC mocking the enemy, the enemy mocking them back, or them insulting them, or the having a friendly spar and conversing in between, stuff like that. No, uh, I'm a typical here too. Uh, I just make a lot of a lot of the scrap description, right? Yeah. And uh, so don't. Uh... I don't need to stretch them, actually, I need to shrink them. <laughs> <laughs> also, my MC doesn't really talk during battles, right? So. <laughs> or you can just... add the MC's thoughts there, like how the MC reacts to the yeah. enemy's attack, how, what he's thinking, what he will... Uh, he's thinking about what he will do next, how to counteract to them, what he's planning, stuff like that. You can add your MC's thoughts there, even the antagonist's thoughts there. That's how you can expand more on it. You can give or more depth to their personality and how they act. Uh, it's I thought I think it's also part of the writing style in general. Like, yeah, that's right. Like, it doesn't matter if it's cultivation or system. Yeah. And lastly, um, I read a lot of cultivation novels, including I shall see seal the heavens. I noticed that most of them learn a technique by meditating, like a soul technique from staring into a statue or something like that. How does that work? Do they practice these techniques in their heads? Does it just appear and they are automatically an expert after meditating? This is coming from someone who wants to write a cultivation novel one day. Uh, you can consider that, like, for the example you gave, like, they learn sword technique from a statue. You can consider the statue as, like, a data storage device. And you need to basically focus on it, meditate on it to find the solution to it. Like it's encrypted, it has a password. You need to find a password to that. And when you find the right password, that technique will appear in your head. It will, it, that's a comparison that I can Okay, give. like uh, there are, t there is, yeah, there are techniques that allows you, allow you to train in your mind, right? But there is a concept in cultivation novels that is enlightenment, right? Yeah. That like the, the wheel placed inside uh, an item, a statue, uh, a tree, the wheel of something, like it can give you, uh, inspire you basically. So you can learn by getting inspired. There is, a, and it happens, it happens often in cultivation, but I also do it a lot because to gain inspiration from something uh, is to learn that technique or something like that, or the meaning behind the technique. It's it's it can be pretty deep yeah i do that too like if you go deep into the Taoism thing 
and you incorporate that into your novel, you will find that DMC will be able to gain the comprehension yeah. of the DAO from every small thing, like a blade of grass on the ground or like an ant running around, stuff like that. He yeah. will relate that to the bigger aspects of his life and gain enlightenment. But you can also make it simpler, right? You don't need uh, the DAO per se, yeah. right? You, you can you can use the DAO, but uh, with simple meanings, right? You don't need to literally have to research the actual. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that's something I wanted to say. Uh, I think even in, I wanted to contradict you actually. Even in in Shansha, I don't think Chinese language is necessary. I don't think the language. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, that's why I added the modern hybrid thing because we have so many different subgenres of like, subgenres popping yeah. out. You can yeah. just add it to the modern hybrid thing. It, yeah, for me, like, Shanghai is like the traditional Chinese one, so I only consider them right now. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, for me, it's just like... No, no, I don't know. I don't... I think you can write Shanghai even without using Chinese. Like, you don't yeah, yeah. really need the the deeper meaning given by the, the exact word, right? Yeah. At least in my opinion, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, just, thank just you. Just words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With that, I will take the Q&A section as finished. Um, yep. Avoid any closing remarks to end off the whole segment. Um, if you want, I can give you guys books to read from, but I think you guys probably already have read some of them that I would recommend you read before starting cult writing cultivation. You will get an idea of how to write them. Yeah, please. Like, um, I can give you general one. If you want to approach the genre, I can give uh, general ones, like easy ones, without complex systems or really difficult to, uh, I don't know, names yeah. or motivation. Because the ones I have are like more traditional ones. So yeah, yeah, actually, the Evan, yes, super cool, but it's really out of touch from the, the Western <laughs> audience. Like, Colin yeah. Dragon is really good for starters. If you want to start with a with a really um, Western, or let's say like that, uh, mm -hmm. cultivation novel, you can read Coiling Dragon. Uh, Coiling Dragon is without harm. Reverend Insanity, I don't think many of them have the stomach to read them. Yeah. You read it? To read it. Um... So, so the list um, goes as such. Um, I shall seal, seal the heavens as one. A second one would yeah. be a will eternal. Third one yeah, would be but, when a gate but... immortal. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. It were different books are all by the same author. Or yeah, yeah. Again, it, but it's, just it's so really hard for for a new buy. I don't, I don't suggest you start with those three. Yeah. Cultivation yeah. novel because they are, they are, they are genre of their own, even inside the cultivation genre. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about the last three? Um, Weather and insanity. Calling dragon. It's Marshall. really, it's really, it's one of the one of the most evil character in cultivation uh, yeah. novels. My so yes. third book's character is based kind of based on him. Yeah. I, I suggest yeah. calling dragons is the best if you want to start. Like so, with, yeah. uh, so, so for with uh, an easy to get novel. introduced, it's calling dragon is the yeah okay. No, because uh, literally Ergen has his own way to write cultivation, right? Like yeah. he has hand signs, he has Dao, he has uh, different names. Even the, the power level is very, very complex. It's not yeah. level one, level two, level three. No, it's 
um, ancient soul stage where uh, you have to separate part of yourself or <laughs> you elevate your soul uh, <laughs> uh, the severing stage where you se uh, you separate yourself from part of your existence or something like that it's just super super common but really good if you really if you reach a point where you can appreciate it yes but really really complex queen dragon instead is just level one level two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Calling Dragon was one of the first ones I read, I think. Yeah, I, it uh, was my first. Yeah, I read it back in 2011. I think at that point there were only like 90 chapters or something translated. Oh, no, no, I read it when it was complete. I, I found out after, then I read I shall see the Evan and I understood that I hated the Calling Dragon. <laughs> yeah. I've been reading I... novel Chinese almost for, I think, 11 years now, since 2011. Uh. Yeah, I think since 2011. So no, I, I read the very old works when they were just starting up, when the new translations were coming up at that point. They, they were not popular at all then. No, no, no I think uh, only four years for me, or five, but I read really a lot of them because I just can't stop, right? So, so for me, four, four years, I was just editing for the Chinese novels. Mm -hmm. I was editor for them. I'm just fixing the translation mistakes and stuff. Uh, first... uh, Tales of Demons and God, the Reverend Insanity are not completed and they won't be, probably. Uh, yeah. Reverend Insanity, for sure, it won't be completed because they banned it in China. It's yeah. just too, 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 too much. <laughs> uh, though the author did say that he made changes accordingly and they may be getting it unbanned. Yeah, how can you do it, man? Uh, he has 99,000 uh, outline <laughs> words, a uh, file of 99,000 pages of outline. <laughs> yeah, he actually started a new, a new story, but I didn't like it. Uh, Infinite Blood Core, I think. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, I need to start that one too. Uh, I read the first two chapters. Is it on webbow? Did they edit on webbow? No, 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 no. It's um, I translated privately. Um, by the way, yeah, the author from uh, Calling Dragon has one of the most gentle approach to cultivation. Yeah. <laughs> if you want something really hardcore, you should go with Ergen, with the uh, I Shall Seal the Heaven. Cocoon Cow, yeah. True Martial World, Martial World. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that one. I honestly hated it. <laughs> I I'm really picky with, uh, at this point in my life, you know. <laughs> at this point, I don't even know how many cultivation novels I've read. I've read yeah. a very, some very small minor ones that I don't think will even come up in translations anymore. <laughs> there is... Uh, I was reading... Um, uh, Nightfall was good, but it was just too slow. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, uh, actually, I'm not reading that much lately just because I can't. I, I don't have the strength to do it anymore, right? I'm just yeah. writing every day. Yeah, even I barely have time to read anymore. Uh, oh, boy. Yes, Calling Dragon is for noobs. At least yeah. for uh, Then you can try... Uh, uh, Where the Devil is nice. I don't know if it's over. No, I don't think it's over, right? No. It should be over. And that's that. Quite other simple but understandable ones are there. 
I mean, those are the, the classics. I shall seal the air and call in the room. Oh, uh, uh, there, there, then there, you have comedy cultivation novels too that heavily, heavily lay on that point. Like the strongest system, mm. ultimate scheming system, uh, novels like that. They're heavily comedy based, so uh, they have a completely different writing style too. Mm. Uh, I never liked them much either. Uh, more for the the anti-hero thing. Uh, well, Reverend Insanity is just a peak. It's a pity that. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the cultivation will be entirely different depending on what lead you write in, either yeah. the female lead aspect or the male lead aspect. The, it's entirely different, different, even in different yeah. books, because yeah. it's really whatever you want it to be. You just set up our level, like call, call it cultivation, and then just. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, well, in a tradition, a traditional way of cultivation is that you have a dantian, which is an organ uh, in your low waist, right? Mm -hmm. Where you accumulate yeah. chi and grow yep. stronger. But yeah. Yep, cultivation can work with literally anything. It's it's such a free. You have such free reign on it. Yeah. You can add anything to it. Uh, just to make sure that people listening in would know it, um, the question was vault cultivation work with any other philosophy or religion yes yes you can do whatever you want yeah you can do anything you want yeah, yeah. another question is why do cultivation novels <laughs> always have cringy names is that a uh, that, that's this, problem. Depends. Now, this that, depends on the translation yeah, yeah, yeah. About translations we actually met them in china right uh, but those who uh, uh some of the them yeah, they method. actually stu study uh, study which title will care will attract more readers. It's not really um, uh, suitable uh, fitting for the novel even. Like, it might just sound good, <laughs> and they do it. <laughs> yeah. Like you can come up with the most obscure or like the most ridiculous <laughs> names. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think I had one of the names set somewhere. I don't know if I can find it. No, I mean, even Roland Insanity should be a Master of Goo. But, but Master of Goo is just boring as a name, so they didn't use it. They used the Reverend Insanity, which means nothing. <laughs> yeah. I shall seal the heaven. Uh, it's kind of okay. Yes, yes. They, uh, the translator of the side, just a, a title that can attract readers. They, it doesn't really matter. So. Yeah. Okay. Like you can literally come up with ridiculous, na ridiculous names. I'll give an example here. It's like just random garbage. Yes. But it makes sense. <laughs> All right. I think at this point we can wind it up. We've pretty much covered uh, most of the things. So. Uh, uh, now you can take from here. Oh, okay. Um, so, since this will be the end of the very seminar with the second and first halves finished, I would like to, for those who are left live listening to us, um, thank you all for joining us for today and also to the wonderful hosts. Um, just to name everyone who took part today, there are Soren, Diblips, 
Eve of Chaos, Marcus, Miss Reality Bites, Shane, Void, and then myself, Nigerians. Um, we've all tried to keep um, seminars as frequent as possible, though since most of it will be scripted and no material, it can take time between them. Uh, we hope that for the future seminars that we would make, that you all will join us. And with that, I will say thank you and good night. Good night.